Hello and welcome to Woman to Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Denise Hinkson Lawrence, and I'm excited that you have decided to join us on this journey towards women living a purposeful life. Well, today I'm excited. I have a wonderful guest with me today. Her name is Doreen Douglas, and we'll get a little bit into why Doreen is with us today. She is also one of the contributing authors for the number one bestseller on Amazon, Navigating Life, Grief, Health, Grief, and Loss. My gosh, Doreen, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So Doreen, it's a pleasure to have you on today, today, today. What an exciting news. Congratulations on being part of the anthology, Navigating Life Anthology, and in one of the two books of 29 authors, 29 women coming together from across the world, uh, joining on the Navigating Life platform every Saturday morning, Absolutely. headed by the one and only Claudine Reed, MBE. Yes, Claudine. Go, Claudine. <laughs> Such a wonderful, wonderful, dynamic woman, powerful businesswoman uh, with lots of tips and strategies. We certainly appreciate her. So we're going to talk today, Doreen, a little bit about, you know, being a part of this awesome, awesome uh, two book, two volumes, uh, Navigating Life. We have the one that's the mindset relationship and identity. And then the other book, of course, which you are in is health, grief, and loss. And um, I must say, touche, I, I, I part of this one as well. <laughs> well done, well done, well done to yourself. <laughs> so Doreen, it's just a pleasure to have you. So before we even begin talking about your story, and the journey and the decision as to why you decided to write, to be a part of this anthology. Just tell us a little bit about Doreen. Who is Doreen? Well, I'm Doreen. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. I'm a servant. I wear many hats like many women do. Yeah. I'm me and I'm unique and I'm special like we all are. We need to value who we are. So yes, I'm nice. a businesswoman. Um, lots of different hats that we'll find out as we go along. I'm excited. Oh, <laughs> wait, exactly. We certainly will. <laughs> we certainly will. So, Doreen, um, as I said, you are part of the contribute one of the contributors, uh, co authors, I will say, of the Navigating Life um, in the particular book, Health, Grief, and Loss. And of course, which was also published by Divine Flow Publishing Absolutely. Company, the one and only Miss Camille Daly and her team. Great work. I love the cover. I love everything about this book. Um, You have contributed to chapter five Mm -hmm. about your story. Chapter five titled Unexpected Blessings, Navigating the Course of Life. So I'm going to ask you, Doreen, what was that like before we even get into that? When you heard of the idea and the thought was shared about putting together a bunch of women writing, what were you thinking? I felt, hmm, this is interesting. A bunch of women writing. What are we all going to talk about? You know, and I felt that it sounded exciting. It sounded like a great opportunity for women to share their stories and their uniqueness and just to come to support each other. It's all for me about sisterhood and support and encouragement. And I really wanted to be a part of that. So that's why I, I decided to take part. And I'm so glad you did because your story, man, 
uh, there are moments when I write it, I had to just pause, put it down, mm -hmm. walk away, step away for a wow. minute. And we'll get into that. So what was the journey like when the whole process of writing, was this something that you've done before? Were you a bit nervous? Um, did you have right. concerns mm -hmm. about sharing your story, getting personal? Certainly I was concerned about, you know, how personal do I want to get or become? Why do I want to share it? I've wanted to share this for the past 10 years um, because I felt there were a lot of women in similar situations. You know, you marry in the church, you raised in the church. You don't think that you can't have children or child. Um, and I know there are so many women in similar situations. And I felt we're not talking about what's going on, how we feel and the journey and the heartache and the pain. Let me start to share what's going on. And yes, it was you know, intimidating and a little bit of trepidation. How much do I want to talk about myself? I'm exposing myself here, but I felt the Lord wanted me to do it at this particular time. The time was right and the um, organization was also right. Absolutely, that's what he will do. That's why I love him so much. You know, I am a firm believer of sharing stories. I've always said this, and one of my quotes that I say all the time is that there's therapeutic value in shared story, but knowing when to share, why we share, where to share, it's important because we want to make sure we share, we're sharing from a place of being healed. For me, that's my perspective, yeah. from a place of being so that when I share, I'm not bleeding on others and they're able to be empowered from what I am sharing. And if my purpose in sharing is to give God the glory to show that he's able to take me from point A to point B and onwards, you know, that's it. And then how much I share based on the transparency, how much information do they need to know, right? So it's the right thing, having the right thing and then having the right soil, like you said, the platform, the organization, Navigating Life, uh, women's group as well, you know, with the combination of the publishing company, Divine. So I think, I think just the names only, just absolutely so navigating just life. worship, divine flow. Divine let's flow. just worship. Let's just give it I'm the glory. Absolutely. <laughs> Hallelujah. Absolutely. Just a, an amazing uh, journey it has been. And um, I'm just so glad that you've said yes to it and your story has been shared and we're going to go right into it. So I like the title, Unexpected Blessing, right? <laughs> Navigating the Course of Life. Why did you choose that title? Partly it was suggested, some of it was suggested um, unexpected. And I felt, hmm, let me put blessing there because it certainly was a blessing to be able to bear a child in my 40s, we'll talk about the age later, um, to become pregnant in my 40s and to have a child um, at that age when, you know, medical profession says childbearing age between, you know, 16 and, and 35. But that's not what God says. I love that. Age is no obstacle or endurance to God's purpose. Wow. I must admit, um, you know, reading your story as mine is in there, we're here to talk about you, but just I can definitely identify with a lot of parts of what you've shared as my story is a bit similar. 
only wow. difference is my outcome was not as yours. <laughs> Mine was basically navigating miscarriage, but just the concept and the idea um, to share that part that's so vulnerable that a lot of women are not really prepared to share. And like you said, being in the church and having that question, like, I'm serving you, God. I'm, I'm doing everything you asked me to. So the one thing I'm asking you for is to bless my womb. And then what? No, what? Too late? Too old? Wait a minute. What's going on? So tell us a little bit about your journey. What was it like? My journey was a journey where I have a big family and I could see all my family you know, getting married, having children. Even my nephew and nieces were having children, so one can imagine are taking the pain, how I felt, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, and, and still no child or no children. Embarrassed, upset, huh? concerned, but I tried to mask it. I tried to hide it, you know, with work, with church activities, as one tries to do. But deep down, there was that longing and that desire, you know, Lord, I've kept myself. I've married, I married as a virgin in my thirties. Surely, surely father merit something. But then I just carried on doing everything as I normally did. Church activities, work, etc. But deep down the longing was, this is gonna happen. When is it going to happen? And I've got to prepare myself because it might not happen. And yeah. you know, the doctors are saying, well, you can go for IVF. You know, I had fibroids and we got that sorted. And they said, we want to see you. You can go for IVF. But the only problem is we can't use your eggs. We can use your husband's sperm. But we can't use yours. You're too old. Get a donor, basically. That was the consultation. And they looked at me saying, well, what are you waiting for? Most people in her position would jump to the opportunity. I looked back at my husband and I looked at each other and we looked at them. So thank you very much for your consultation, but we can't, from our point of view, we really can't um, accept IVF right now. He said, if the Lord, you know, it took a lot out of us, but said, if the Lord wants us to have a child, he's going to have to work this miracle. Wow. Looked they looked at us and said, you're crazy anyway. It's your yeah. choice. We respect your, your position, but you're not going to get another chance, basically. You're now 46. Come on. You're now 46. You don't take this opportunity. It's not going to happen. It's basically what they said to us. In a nice way, in a polite way, in a respectable, professional manner, we left that consultation saying, oh, we might not have a child, just have to just accept that. Yeah. But it wasn't easy. Yeah. It wasn't easy. When all your family, you know, 16 nephew nieces, and you're there, and people feeling sorry for you, and that's the worst thing. You know, Come on. Come on. Reading, oh, but she born, she grew in church. Why hasn't she got any children? She's got everything else. Friends and, and maybe people just looking down at you. 
thinking something wrong. You know, it's, it's a taboo subject, isn't it? Yes, it's it is. Definitely is. To yeah. get married and have children. And you don't think that you can't have children. And I think we need to prepare people, whether in the church or not, they need to prepare better to know, to say that you might not be able to have children at that particular time that you expect or at all. And how do you navigate something like that? I like how you say that. There are a few things that you said I just want to jump back on uh, that stands out to me. You, you mentioned the fact that I've done everything correctly. I've done it right, God. I got married at 30 and I was a virgin. So I got married at 36. 36, right. But being a virgin and all that and then waiting, following the rules, so to speak. Okay, so the next thing now is we're supposed to have a child. Absolutely. We're supposed to have a child. That's how you said it. Save myself, prepare myself for marriage, give myself over, and then you're going to bless me. That's what we expect. We're supposed to have children after the marriage, right? And wait a minute, that's not going to happen. Uh, excuse me. It's year one, two, three, and we're looking at everybody else having kids. Has the, the, the thought of jealousy or the emotion of jealousy ever, feeling of jealousy ever come over you at any point? Not being bitter, but just wondering, like, why not me? I think that, you know, we're all human and clearly um, that came into my thoughts and I tried to dismiss it but yeah why not me why not me because you know I've been faithful so why not me but in the sense that that I was never bitter or angry I was more curious nice I like that so with that with that also coupled with your faith here it is you and your husband receiving this kind of a verdict I would call it the end of life, so to speak, saying it's not possible. The only other option is this way to walk away with that. That speaks of your faith. That speaks very strongly of where you guys' faith were and has been because mm, maybe we should think about it. I mean, Absolutely. I, I know God <laughs> can. I know he probably will. <laughs> I mean, it's been 10 years. He hasn't done it yet. But I mean, his time is the right time, right? But Maybe he's saying this is the way. Maybe, I mean, there's nothing wrong with this. I mean, absolutely. I mean, maybe he's saying this is the safe way for us to have it. You know, no high risk. It's not my eggs. Absolutely. I mean, it's still your baby, honey. You know, that concept. Absolutely. I mean, what was that? And then to walk away and be like, did we just, did we just, hmm. Absolutely. You, you, you know, you sort of think, have I blown, have we blown our chances here? Um, are we being too Christian? Are we being oh, too spiritual here? And should we just get down to reality that maybe this is the opportunity that God is providing for us and we are being too sanctimonious? Um, partly, I think, I think after when we left the room and we looked back and we thought, mm, have I just said no to this opportunity? Yeah. But we both stood our ground. I said, honey, I might not be able to bear you a child. You're fine. It's obviously me. Um, and I think, yes, we can try to console each other that we're going to have to part this and just move on with our lives. 
right there before you even go on to that there there's something that stood out to me when i was reading your 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 chapter your your contribution here and you said this and i said wow it took guts for you to say this he said i thought he should find hagar in the bible yeah. wow yeah that came to me speak a little bit about that because sarah couldn't have a child for her husband abraham and she did the next best thing she took the matter into her own hands she took away from God what he wanted to do, and she took her life in her own control, and therefore gave him Agar, her handmaid, to sleep with him yeah. so that he could bear a child. Yeah. But this child was the child of the flesh. It wasn't from the spirit. It wasn't birthed out of God's desire. It was birthed from man's pride, man's control, from man's know-how. That's yeah. not what God wants. And you did not really want that. I did not want that. No. Wow. Well, it's tempting. Let's be real. It is very tempting. Yes, you, know, you want to bear. It's tempting. And, and, and we think, well, why not? Nobody would know. No. Nobody would need to know. But my mother is a woman of faith and she always stood her ground. And I remember I, um, a lady saying to me when I wanted to date an unsaved man um, from uni university um, and I took this man home and we went to convention and she said, the Lord told her to tell me, I must not accept less than God's best. Wow. I turned around and said to the, the person, we can't continue this because it's not God's best for me. Listen, I applaud you. I applaud your stand, <laughs> your faith, your belief. Listen, I, I, I'm, I share with you, I'm vulnerable. I read this thing. I mean, I marked this book up I'm like <laughs> all over, like, you know, highlights, notes here and there. I'm like, whoa, whoa, and whoa just the level of faith it's unbelievable that goes through the story you shared earlier that you decided together let's continue our lives so you were no longer thinking about the process and making it uh take so much of control of where you guys are emotionally where you guys are physically and intimately or any nature. you're just going to flow with the flow absolutely we just decided um come a time in life you've got to stop allowing things to eat you up and take over and control and consume your every thought or lifestyle and we just said we are going to leave this park it and we're going to move on we're going to do what we should be doing in the lord in ministry we went to bible school we came back you know we served the lord faithfully served our families and loved um, people for the sake of loving people the way that the Lord would have us to do that. And just continued and just totally forgot about, I'll be honest with you, forgot about thinking about even children. Okay. And then after that, after that journey, and here comes a point now in your life where you're having certain feelings and 
going on? And you're like, what's going on with my body? <laughs> what is going on? And you share in the book where you then decided to purchase, you called your husband, of course, and yes. decide to purchase a pregnancy kit. Talk yes. to us about that. Well, that was so daunting. I'm, I've never been down that road before, never been pregnant. I was 46 years of age. Um, I said, honey, my body just feels different. Everything feels bigger, larger, heavier. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I'm ill, I don't know if I'm sick. Um, you know, pregnancy was far away from me, not in my thoughts or anything like that. And I said, let me make an appointment. Let's go see the doctor, GP. Did that. And um, they said, well, we don't know. We can't do a, a test for you. They used to do them years ago, at the, the GP surgery. And I thought, being my, with my age and everything, they could just, you know, do that for me. He looked at me and think, where have you been? Anyway, go and get a kit. Got a kit at the chemist. Um, and I thought maybe the lady, the, the shop assistant would think it's for my daughter, not certainly for me. Um, so I did it in my bag and kept looking at it, took it home. I said, well, let's have a look at this. Read it several, eight times, nine, ten times. So what's instructions? What do I do? How do you do it? Um, and I thought, well, I need to do this. My husband was on his way back from work and I wanted to do the test before his arrival. Took it home, opened it, read it again. And then I thought, let's try this. What have I got to lose? Did the test and I said, well, it, it needs to line up. It needs to come out pink and it needs to be there for five minutes before you can shout and scream. And so I did the test, waited, waited, waited. It felt like eternity waiting for the results. Did it. And even when the results came, it, it said, looks, it doesn't tell you it's positive. You've got to work it out. I said, well, it's lining up and it's red and it's, it's stayed red for five minutes. Does this mean I'm pregnant? Husband came home and I said, look at this, look at this. It's still pink, so I think we're pregnant. We are pregnant. Funny enough, he wanted to keep the test kit. I said, you can't keep it. It has no purpose now. The results are there. We're pregnant. That's all we need to know. The rest, throw the kit away. Kept it, I don't know, for a couple of days. Just to keep, is this, this is the proof. We yeah. need to keep this. All right, so excited. Uh, but then again, you know, it was, it was new to us. Have I read it right? Did I do something wrong? Is this correct or is it just me? I think, well, this is the kit. And the kit says you're pregnant. Mm. Pregnant at 46. Come on. Pregnant at 46. Which they say you would not be. Okay. Oh, we, yeah, they said mm -hmm. couldn't guarantee it would never happen. They couldn't guarantee it would happen or wouldn't happen, but unlikely because yeah. of the age. Yeah, but not what God says. Hallelujah! Come on, I love not it. Not what God says. You see, Sarah laughed because she didn't believe that she could be pregnant when the angel told her. But I laughed in excitement, in awe, in wonder, and in thanks and praise to oh, the mighty God. Yeah. Not what man says, but what God says. My you know, God. the consultant said to me, my God, you are doing better than the 20-year-olds. You are doing so good. They thought I was Iris. I had a special consultant. Mm. He was doing private work. They gave me a, a, a special consultant. 
six months later, he said, you don't actually need us. Everything is intact. You're doing well. Woo! Everything is, you're doing well. They were so surprised. Funny enough, he knew the consultant that did my fibroids several years before that. They met and he says, tell her I'm so pleased for her. My God, my God. I was a witness to the consultancy, the consultants, the medical profession. I was a witness, uh, some, not of necessary research, but I'm sure they would have used that. I was fine. I went to work in the snow. I didn't take a taxi. I didn't take anything in particular. I walked, I skipped, I jumped. <laughs> I was doing fine. Even a young lady that, that um, one of my colleagues in her 20s got pregnant, she told the manager, she was in my team, she told the manager, listen, don't expect me talking about herself to keep up like Doreen, because Doreen's is a miracle. Doreen's situation is different to everybody else's. My work colleagues, some of them came to my daughter's um, christening. Blessing. Mm-hmm. People just surprised and shocked. Old are you? You're looking great. You're looking well. I said, this is the Lord's doing. This is the Lord's doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm just, I'm just the carrier. Yes. I love it. Oh my goodness. I love the story. Hallelujah. I'm just the carrier like Mary. I love it. She was just the carrier. It's God's child. God's doing. And and this unexpected blessing. blessing and this is why it needs to be told because there are so many women as I see them I meet them and I tell them when I had my child and they said my god I'm so glad you told me that because I'm not they said they're not even married yet they're not even seeing anyone and and they said you got married at 36 they said I'm in my 20s and 30s and they're worrying and fretting and I said listen let go and let God yes what an encouragement. What a, what, a, what a powerful story. Doreen, I am telling you, I, I just need a minute. I need a moment. I'm sure someone else who's listening also needs. It's just your story is so impactful. It's empowering. It's inspiring. It's motivating. It's encouraging. The journey. It's not just the fact of this unexpected blessing. It's your faith. It's your faith. It's your, your, you are so resilient in believing what God says he will do that nothing, despite whatever negative stories you hear, whatever negative reports you heard, you did not receive that. You accepted only what God's word said. And I am so encouraged by that today because throughout our life's journey, you know, you talk about navigating your journey throughout our life journey we find ourselves in situations and our faith's tested as women of faith, our faith's tested. And if we, as women of faith, faith is tested, can you imagine those who do not believe? And so this is such an encouragement to those who are listening today. And I just thank you so much for that. Um, You know, when you talk about the whole thing about your daughter now, just tell us a little bit about this gift. Who is she? What is she like? And you know, just being able to actually have, just like how you can hold the evidence of this book, which is number one bestseller author, you have the result of your faith, which is your child. Tell us a little bit about 
this God-given gift? This child is truly from God. Even the name, I remember how the Lord, the, the, the name just came into my spirit and he said, Shania. There's a singer called Shania Twain and, and my mind went immediately to her. But he said, this Shania, call her Shania. Um, I didn't even know how to spell the name. It was a friend of mine said, there are two different spellings, but one of her friends thought her name and she spelled it this way. I said, I want it to speak fairly simply, easily. So mm -hmm. she just had an issue spelling that or trying to explain it to people. Um, and I looked it up and I think it was saying, really funny, it said, when I looked up what it meant, it said something like, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Huh. This, this what the Lord's telling me that Shania is on her way. She's on her way. Wow. Planning. She is an inspiration. She's a very bright girl. She's an eighth grade student. She has got every blessing that she needs in her life. Her last reports were, you know, phenomenal. A, 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 A. She's beautiful. She's bright. Is everything that a mother and father, parents would want for a child. Don't get me wrong, you know, children are children. Right, right, right. Now, you know, 11 and going through puberty. Um, but she is a delight. She's a joy. We have not missed anything because when God does something, it is perfect. Yes. And she's a joy. That is awesome. Love her dearly. And she's now helping me. She's help. She's helping me. You know, <laughs> she can do shopping. She can do various things. She helps with the cooking. She's just a delight and a joy, and she's a blessing. And we're just so grateful. And we share her with, you know, with others. My friend. She has ten godparents. <laughs> everybody, Listen, everybody, I can... <laughs> all my friends wants to be godparents. That's ten godparents, including godmothers and fathers. I think she's got four or five godfathers, um, because we went for couples and, and some yeah. single people. It was just difficult to choose, but we went for ten. <laughs> That listen, I'm telling you, so much of your story aligns, it connects with me. You know, wow. my first my firstborn, pretty much the same thing, wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. And um, all the disabilities that they claim were came up nothing. <laughs> and as a result of that, the church calls her the miracle baby. And wow. we do have you beat on that because we have 14 godparents. <laughs> Wonderful. But you know, it's just amazing. And even just your story itself, this unexpected blessing, and you know, how you uh just being authentic in your story sharing, where you even question, is there something wrong with my body at some point? And just you know, being so so transparent. I thank you for that because that's what we need. We need to know that there's going to be a time when you question, like, okay, what's wrong? Did I do something wrong? Is there something wrong? Is there what happened? Am I the result of, am I the cause of this result? And so, you know, thank you so much for sharing that story. Is there anything in the, 
chapter that you like that you that resonate with you that you would like to read to um our audience or if you have a testimony that someone has already purchased and read your book and read your chapter and they have something that they want to share please i ask you at this time grace us with that and share that with us today thank you thank you i think what i'd like to maybe share is just a testimonial um that was written on my behalf, and I think that sums it up quite nicely. And this is just one of the a very short testimonial, and it's actually from my sister, Paul Pauline. Oh. Um, I believed manifestations were essential for a fulfilling life but realized spirituality is what was missing. Mm. I finally feel equipped to address deep-seated problems or issues. And another lady, just in brief. Your circumstances subject to change. Believe in yourself. You can overcome and shape a better future for yourself. Be the blessing God has called you to be by enriching the lives of people in your sphere of influence. Wow. That is by Gloria Safri Powell, MBE. I think she put something there for all of us, for all the authors. I love it. I love it. I love it. Doreen, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor to have you on as a guest. Usually what I ask uh, most of my guests to do in closing is to have that takeaway, that one takeaway. What is it that you would like for our audience to take away today from this conversation? Those that may be watching later or those that are listening, what is the takeaway? What is the message that you want them to walk away with? Message that I want people to walk away with, the takeaway. Is there anything too hard for God. And the reply to that is no, there is nothing too hard for our God. No matter what you're going through, take it to him. If you can't pray, lift your hands, call out to him like Hannah, fall, cry, approach him. He will answer your prayer, not in your time, not in the way that you expect, but unexpected blessings is coming your way. Trust him, believe him, and expect it. God bless you all. Denise, thank you. You've touched Ooh. my heart, Denise. You've touched my heart. You've touched mine. You've touched Hallelujah. mine. I thank, thank you. you so much for being transparent. I thank you for saying yes to God. I thank you for believing God. Thank you. I thank you for trusting him. When the doctors said that this is the only option, I thank, thank you for standing on your faith because Hallelujah. you did that, 
and you allow God to navigate you through that journey. You are here today sharing such a powerful Thank you, testimony. Father. And you have the evidence of his and his blessing and encouraging someone like myself, reminding me of his grace, his mercy, his kindness, and his will, his perfect will concerning my life. That even when I don't see it, even when it's not happening at the time I'm expecting, there is nothing Nothing too hard. For our for God. Our God. Believe it and receive it. In Jesus' name, Denise and everybody else. We're going through a process and it's to make us stronger, not weaker. Stronger, better, wiser. And to be like the master because we are in service. This is preparation for our heavenly home. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Doreen, if someone wanted to get in contact with you and to receive a signed copy of your book, how would they re- be able to reach out to you on what social media platforms? Or if you have an email you would like to share, I give you the space and time because I know once they purchase that, you're not just going to write thank you for purchasing. You're going to send them a message of hope, a Amen. message that's going to transform their lives. How would they get in touch with you? I think perhaps the best way is to just look me up on Facebook on the Doreen Douglas, D-O-U-G-L-A-S. That's probably the best way. I'm also on Instagram, um, but Facebook's probably the best way. So Doreen Let Douglas me. on Facebook. Doreen Douglas on Facebook. I'll be happy to connect with them. And if you can't get a hold of her, you can contact me at women Absolutely. at w2wpodcastshow at gmail.com. I'll send a link. You need to get her book, get a signed copy from her. Doreen is one of the 13 authors in this one and a collection of 29 authors um, of the two books of The Navigating Life. And I'm telling you, you want to get it. I've read all the stories here. Every woman's story, just so impactful and will resonate with you in some way, shape or form. Again, Doreen, it has been an honor to have you you on this platform. And I invite you to come back anytime, any day. God bless you. Thank you for this invite. So much. Thank you. God bless you. So everyone, again, if you're listening, wherever you're listening from, we thank you for all your support. We thank you for continually putting Women to Women podcast on the radar. And we certainly want to say thank you for keeping us on the the top hundred chart and continue to share, download, and be a part of Women to Women podcast. Again, I'm your host, Denise Hinkson-Lawrence, and our wonderful guest today is Doreen Douglas, bestseller author. Congratulations. Thank you. Bye. The unexpected blessing, navigating with God. Thank you. Amen.